the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. News. WTBN. Pinellas Park. Up next is Verse by Verse. Sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. When it was suggested to the famous missionary Hudson Taylor that the reason he gave his life for China is because he loved the Chinese people, he responded by saying, no, no, that wasn't it at all. He said, no, not because I love the Chinese, but because I love God, because I love God. Now, it certainly wasn't denying that he had an affection and a a deep love for the people that he ministered to, but he was really affirming the truth embedded in the Ten Commandments that because he first loved God, he then loved God these people. If you were to ask the average person what they think or feel when they hear the Ten Commandments, the chances are very slim that they would say something connected to love. Love is not what generally comes to mind when we contemplate God's laws and regulations. In fact, many people feel resentment that someone or some religion is supposedly dictating to them what they can and can't do. Yet the Bible is very clear that God's commandments reveal to us something of what it means to love Him, or at least ways of expressing our love for Him. That is one reason why the Ten Commandments are so enduring. They don't just express a few social norms from antiquity. They actually define for us the standards for measuring whether our actions reflect true love or not. They are eternal foundational principles for expressing love, first to God, then toward other people. Hello and welcome again to Verse by Verse. In our current series on the Ten Commandments, we have seen how the first four commandments really get to the heart of how we view God, how we esteem Him in our hearts. In today's broadcast, Pastor Steve will begin to examine those laws which have to do more with our dealings with fellow man. Here is Pastor Steve to explain more how this fits into our overall love for God. That great philosopher, Snoopy, the white beagle of cartoon fame, he once said something so profound that it is worth repeating. He said, I love mankind, it's people I can't stand. (laughs) That's a very penetrating statement. It really is because it reveals a very realistic dilemma that many of us face about loving others. We may say we love everybody in general, but we find it very difficult to love those cantankerous individuals who disagree with us. And like Snoopy, we may say we we love humanity, we love mankind, but we find it very challenging and difficult to love individuals who make up humanity. And that's what it's really all about. Though we may say these cliches, the Bible will not let us get away with this. The Bible will not let us get away with deceiving ourselves into thinking that we really love the world when in in reality it is just, as I said, a cliche. If you don't love individuals, you you don't love the world. The world is made up of individuals. So the question is, how do we really learn to love people? I mean, we may talk about it, we may sing about it, but how do we really love people? Well, this may surprise you, but the key 
to learning how to love and what love is about is actually found in the law, the Mosaic law, specifically the Ten Commandments. So I'd like you to open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20, where those Ten Commandments are listed for us. And what we want to see as we introduce the Fifth Commandment today is that there is a logical structure embedded into these commandments that really reveals the way to love people. Now, let me explain. Let me, let me dig a little bit here and, and bring this out. The New Testament gospel accounts tell us that one day a man came to Jesus. Actually, he was an expert in the law, meaning the Mosaic law. And he asked him a question, a very significant question. He said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Which is the great commandment? Now, there were about 600 commandments in the Old Testament. And so this man, probably trying to trip Jesus up, that was probably his intent, but he wanted Christ to focus on what's the most important. Now, you might think that Jesus would have said something like, well, the Sabbath commandment or something like that, or don't murder or don't steal. But he actually said that of all the commandments, the most important one is this. Jesus said that you are to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. What he did is he focused, he pulled out one commandment found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, which is what I just read to you. Love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He said that of all the commandments, that's the greatest. That's the most important commandment. Why? Because if you obey that commandment, you will obey all the commandments. All the commandments. Because obedience to all the commandments hinges on one thing, and that is loving God. If you love God, you will obey His word. In fact, Jesus went on to say this very same thing in John 14, 15, when He said, if you love me, then you'll keep my commandments. If you really love me, if you have genuine love for me, You'll obey what I have to say. Now, this man, this this expert in the law, only asked Christ what the greatest commandment was. But Jesus didn't stop there. He took it a step further and went on to reveal what is the second most important commandment. No one asked him to do this, but he did this because it was important. He said, the second most important commandment is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then in conclusion, he summed up the whole law by saying on these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. What a, what a profound statement. Meaning that the entire law of God can be reduced to two primary issues. Number one, loving God. Number two, loving others, which Jesus called our neighbor. Neighbors. The point that the Lord was making is when you love God, you will inevitably love people. You, you will not say what Snoopy said. You will not have that attitude. C.S. Lewis explained this very concept when he wrote these words to a friend of his. He wrote, when I have learned to love God better than my earthly dearest, I shall love my earthly dearest better than I do now. And so far as I learn to love my earthly dearest at the expense of God, and instead of God, I shall be moving towards the state in which I shall not love my earthly dearest at all. When first things are put first, second things are not suppressed, but increased. Now, what C.S. Lewis was expressing was really the very heart and soul of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are not put together in a haphazard manner. There's a fashion here. There's a logical sequence. As one person put it, there is logic embedded in the very structure of these commandments. Let me explain. Here's the logic of the Ten Commandments. The first four commandments deal with our relationship with God as they define for us really how to love God, what it means to love God. 
How do we demonstrate our love for God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? And the answer is this. We express our love to God by commandment number one, worshiping Him alone, having no other gods but Him. We express our love for God by commandment number two, by worshiping Him without any graven images, worshiping Him the right way. We demonstrate our love for God, number three, by not taking His name in vain. That's the third commandment. And the fourth way in the commandments that we are to demonstrate our love for God is by keeping the Sabbath day holy. Well, those are the first four commandments. And and it may very well have been that these commandments originally were put on the first tablet of stone and the others on the second tablet. We don't know that for sure, but it would make sense because when you come to the fifth commandment, the emphasis changes. The emphasis on the first four commandments is a heavenly focus on our vertical relationship with God. But beginning with commandment number five, the emphasis shifts from our vertical relationship with God to a horizontal relationship with other people. Other people that Jesus called our neighbors. Didn't mean the people who live next door to us, but just people, relationships. And that is really the overall message of the Ten Commandments is this. The way to love people is by first loving God. Or to put it another way, the deeper you love God, the deeper you'll love others. When it was suggested to the famous missionary Hudson Taylor that the reason he gave his life for China is because he loved the Chinese people, he responded by saying, no, no, that wasn't it at all. He said, no, not because I love the Chinese, but because I love God. Because I love God. Now, it certainly wasn't denying that he had an affection and a, and a deep love for the people that he ministered to. But he was really affirming the truth embedded in the Ten Commandments that because he first loved God, he then loved these people. And this is why Jesus said that the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor and, and love him as yourself. He was just summing up the intent of the law. Love God first and then you will love others. See, contrary to what many people think, the law of God is not in contrast to love. They go together. They go together. It's really about love. Paul said, the Apostle Paul said in the New Testament in Galatians 5, 14, the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He said, that's what the law is about. It's about demonstrating love for God and love for your neighbor. Paul also said in Romans 13, 8, he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Because that's, folks, that's the intent of the law. Now, it's true there are other purposes of the law to reveal our sin, but you don't want to neglect this. This is the overall intent of the law is to demonstrate how to love God, how to love others. Paul said in in Romans 13.10, love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. If I love my neighbor, I don't want to sin against them. That's the point. And so you see, beginning with the fifth commandment, which is our study this morning, The law reveals how specifically you should demonstrate love for others. If you really love the Lord, then you'll love others by how? Commandment number five, honoring your parents. If you love the Lord, you'll honor your parents. If you love others, you'll obey commandment number six. You certainly won't murder them, either physically or by character assassination. If you love the Lord, you'll love others. And the way you'll demonstrate it is by obeying the seventh commandment. You're not going to sin against anyone by committing adultery. If you love others, you'll not steal from them, commandment number eight. If you love others, then you won't bear false witness against your neighbor, commandment number nine. And if you love 
others, then you certainly won't covet what belongs to them. You want what, what's there. You want them to enjoy what's theirs. That's the intent. That's the overall picture of the Ten Commandments. Love God, and here's how you love others. So this morning, as we come to our study, we come to the fifth of the Ten Commandments, but it is actually the first of the commandments that deal with love, as love is expressed in human relationships. And that's why the starting place for all human relationships begins with our parents, right? Everybody has parents. That's where it begins. That's, the, that's really, we start out in life, that's the most important relationship we have with mom and dad. And so uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, if you're not there yet, you need to look at this because here's what it says. Exodus 20, verse 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now, like all the other commandments, this one appears simple enough on, on the surface to understand, honor your parents and you'll have a long life. That's, that's generally what this is about. But there is a depth to this commandment, a depth that goes beneath the surface. And our task this morning is to dig deeper than the surface, to go beneath the surface and to mine out the truths that are here, to unpack the truths that are contained in this statement, in this command, so we can understand not only the essential meaning of the commandment, but we want to understand the the very broad implications and applications of this commandment. So the best way to dig into our text is by dividing the fifth commandment into three parts. If you're taking notes, here's where we're going. We're going to look, first of all, at the basic meaning of the commandment. What does it, what does it basically mean? And by that, we have to understand what the word honor means. We have to, we have to find out what, is, what does God mean? What did the Hebrew, original Hebrew text mean by the word honor? Because you and I may have our own definition of honor. We want to know what, what the Hebrew meant. Secondly, we want to look at the broad implications and applications of the command. Having understood the basic meaning of honor, we want to go a little bit deeper and broaden it out. And then finally, we're going to look at the biblical incentive to obey the command. Why should you obey this? Well, God has put in here a little bit of an incentive called our lives that pushes us to obey this. So let's begin by looking at the basic meaning of the commandments. The commandment starts out by saying, honor your father and your mother. These words, these first words constitute the actual command itself found in the fifth commandment. And it's a commandment that's rather straightforward. There's really nothing complicated about it. It's not particularly difficult to grasp. God commands children to honor their parents. And notice he does not say if. There's no if here, meaning that if there are certain type of persons or people, if they are believers in the Lord, if they treat you well, you don't say just honor, honor your father and your mother. But we really need to discover what that word honor means. What does it mean in the Hebrew language? It's very interesting what it means. And I think it's, it's somewhat graphic. The Hebrew word for honor comes from a verb that means to be heavy, to be weighty. Now, not heavy in the sense of weighing a lot of pounds. This is not saying honor your parents if they are pleasingly plump or something like that. That's not at all. You can honor thin parents too. But heavy, weighty in the sense of someone who must be honored as an individual of, of weight and importance. The way, You know how we would put it? To honor parents is to give them tons of respect. That, that's how we would put it. Just weighty. 
They, they, someone who carries a lot of weight, their authority is important. You look upon them as significant. In other words, the way you show love for, for your parents is not by taking them lightly or by thinking lightly of them as if they were not important. We are to hold our parents in high esteem as those who are heavy and weighty in importance. And the reason that we are to do this that we are to treat them as heavyweights in life rather than lightweights is because they have been sovereignly placed there over you by God. And therefore, to respect them and their authority is to really respect God and his authority. You can't separate it. You can't separate it. And those who don't respect parents are people who generally grow up in life not respecting any authority. And they certainly don't respect God. Never want to marry somebody who has no respect for their, for their parents because they're not going to treat you well either. Now, that's the basic meaning of honoring a father and a mother. Treat them with tons of respect as weighty and important and significant people. The question is, how specifically do we apply this? If we just say it in a general sense, we'll never do anything about it. Generalities never really come and are translated into obedience. We we need to get tangible. We need to get specific. So we want to do that. We're going to move from the basic meaning of the command is to treat your parents with great with great weight and respect to now the broad implications, the broad applications of this commandment. How do we how do we carry this out? Well, to answer that, it really depends. It really depends where a child is in terms of, of their age and development. During their growing up years, when they're young and living at home under their parents' authority, the primary way, not the only way, as we'll see this morning, but the primary way, the way it, it begins in terms of honoring parents is by obedience, by obedience to our parents. The Apostle Paul makes this abundantly clear in the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 6, where he mentions this very commandment. He, he repeats it again in Colossians 3.20. Paul certainly felt in the church age we were under the Mosaic law. He mentions it here. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So first he speaks about obedience, but then he he refers to the fifth commandment, which tells us that obedience means to honor. Honor means to obey. He says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you, that you may live long on the earth. So in Paul's inspired thinking and in his writing, he equated obedience with honor. Honor and obedience. And it's very interesting. This particular Greek word for obedience is actually made up of two other words that were just put together. And the two words are, are these. First of all, to listen. That's the first word. And under is the second word, to listen under somebody. That is to say that you are to listen and obey as one who sits under the authority of a parent. You're, you're under their authority, so listen to them and obey them. For a child to obey his or her parents is to listen to them and do what they say. In other words, the central issue of honoring parents for a child who's still at home is submission to his parents' authority. Submission, obedience. Do as he's told and do it from the heart out of deep respect for his mom and dad. That's for a young person who's living at home. But I want you to know honor is more than obedience. That's where it starts. And we would never take away from that. That's critical. But it's more than obedience. There are a number of other ways that a child is to honor his parents. So let's look at them. For example, how a child speaks to his father and mother indicates his respect or disrespect. 
in Exodus 21, just the next chapter over, verse 17. Verse 17 says this, He who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. That's a heavy statement. You curse mom and dad, you'll surely be put to death. That's what the Mosaic law said. Proverbs 20, verse 20 says this, He who curses his father or his mother, his lamp will go out in times of darkness. Meaning that it's such a grievous sin to curse your parents that under the Mosaic law, you're to be taken out and killed for doing that. That's, that's, this is an extremely important issue. Now, you may think, well, I'm okay because I've, I've never cursed out my mom or my dad. I'm okay with this. But it isn't just cursing parents that dishonors them. The scripture speaks also of ridiculing them, mocking them in a disrespectful way. It is sinful. It is, it is uh, worthy of the death penalty as well. Proverbs 30 verse 17 says this, The eye that mocks a father and scorns a mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out and the young eagles will eat it. Now here he's not even specifically talking about what you say, though, though it certainly has implied, but just how you look at your parents. We say if looks could kill, that type of thing. What God means by this is that a child who speaks to his father or mother with contempt will die, will die, and, and he won't even be afforded a, uh, a burial. His unburied corpse will be food for the birds of prey. See, Young people, God is very concerned that you talk to your parents with respect. And that would, that would also involve respectful courtesies as letting them speak without interrupting them, speaking kindly to them with proper tones and never in a snooty, condescending way, a way that communicates, uh, I know better than you do. And you honor your parents when you say such respectful and appreciative words as please and thank you. And I might add that mocking parents is not limited to words. Sometimes children, as the proverb says, they mock their parents by certain looks. Like what? Like rolling the eyes? Like that condescending stare? Sort of that stare that says, you're really stupid and you don't even know it. That type of thing. Another practical way to honor your parents is by listening to them. Listening in the sense of of embracing their teaching, embracing their wisdom, learning from them. Now, I I realize that some of of us did not come from uh, Christian homes, and some of the things our parents would say to us might be contrary to the Bible. Not talking about that, but we're talking about in general just, just their wisdom. And certainly if they are believers, when they tell us God's truth, we should listen to them as well. And, I, and I, realize, I realize that learning from parents is not an easy thing for young people at all because every young person has a hard time imagining that his parents know anything. I understand that. That's why it was Mark Twain who said this, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. I think just about all of us can relate to that. But the Bible tells us that we are to honor our parents by listening to them, taking their advice, embracing their teaching, unless it's contrary to Scripture. It is often difficult for people to grasp the fact that God placed them in the exact family He wanted them to have. We live in a world that is filled with brokenness and hurtful sins, and many families are testaments to this painful reality. 
but God is not surprised by sin or by its consequences in our lives. He has designed our entire lives, not just our bodies and our personalities, but even our circumstances, so that we can serve Him in specific ways. All of this means that our parents are an authority that God has placed in our lives for a very good reason. How we react toward their authority ultimately reveals our heart's reaction toward God's rule over our lives. Thank you for tuning in to Verse by Verse, featuring the preaching of Steve Kreloff, who has been the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida, since 1981. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Steve or about the Verse by Verse radio ministry, we invite you to visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. You can also speak to someone in our offices by calling 727-239-0306. We have seen that one way to honor our parents is to obey and reverence them while we are under their authority. But how can we honor them after we have grown and left the house? Pastor Steve will be tackling that question in our next broadcast, so be sure to join us next time for Verse by Verse. You've been listening to Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. This program was pre-recorded. To learn more, including how to donate to this ministry, visit versebyverseradio.org. That's ver There's a lot going on right now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.